Hey everyone, happy Thursday, December 8th. For today's episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast, we're going to preview the back-to-back that the Penguins have coming up. Another one, they just can't get rid of these back-to-backs. The, the Penguins are usually not bad in the first half, but the second half, that's when it usually gets dicey. We're going to preview both games here, even though they're both against Sabres, how the Penguins can win both of them, how they can slow down Hage Thompson. Also look at some of the other offensive threats that the Sabres have, look at how they've been doing this season. And we'll also get into some practice updates for the Penguins, um, what lineup you will likely see for both those games, which goalie will start and which one. Um, we'll also get into Chris Letang and how um, he might be inching closer to a return from his stroke. Um, so look for all that right after this drop. Your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. You want to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter, Eleanor Swift Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. Um, I am really feeling it right now. I have a brutal cold. Um, it, it's hilarious. So I one week after I move here, and I'm already sick as a dog. And I again, I don't usually get sick this much. Um, but it feels like everyone you I talk to right now has been dealing with something flu, not really a lot of COVID, but you know, flu, cold, other stuff. Um, I guess it's, it's just that time of year we know when these viruses are really making a return just because, you know, we're a few years in the pandemic. So, you know, it's everything is just coming together now. So um, just take care of yourselves, wash your hands, stay healthy. Um, I'm, I'm definitely trying to. That's for sure. I'm recording this with a very stuffy nose and my voice, definitely not the same. But hey, you know, there's a podcast. There's a podcast to record here. I apologize for an episode on Wednesday. I felt a lot worse yesterday. Today, a little bit better, but you know, not as good as I want it to be. Um, but let's get into it here. So the Penguins will play the Sabres on Friday night. They will then come home to play the Sabres again on Saturday night. I'm potentially going to look for tickets to that game if I'm actually feeling a lot closer to 100% right now. If I had to, if I were going to go, I would say no because I'm just not, I'm not feeling good right now. Um, but I am going to potentially look to see if I can get some cheap tickets for that game. Uh, I, de- I will definitely be at the game though on Monday against Dallas Stars. So if you are going to that game, let me know. Love to meet up with you and talk some Penguins hockey. Then I should be going to the game against Carolina that next Thursday, from what I recall correctly. So um, there's my little schedule there. As for the Sabres, they are coming off a 9-4 to drubbing of the Columbus Blue Jackets. That actually might be the worst loss uh, in Blue Jackets history. They were down 6 nothing at the end of the first period. Tage Thompson also scored a hat-trick in 12 minutes. I've been watching a lot of hockey all my life, it's rare when you see a player score three goals in 12 minutes. Heck, he had four goals in the first period. And then he had five. He had five goals, in, in, um, ha- not even halfway through the second period. Everyone was hoping he, he, he was going to go for the NHL record, which was seven, um, which was set back, I think, in 1920-something. It was not even Wayne Gretzky or anyone like that. It was it was set a long, 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 long time ago. Um, but he only played like a few minutes in the third period. And it's like, you know what, Buffalo, you guys are a bunch of cowards for that. I I wish he would have played a little bit more so he could get a double hydric or a potentially tire break the initial record. But five goals is something you really do not see every day. I know I've seen Johan Franzen do it about a decade ago. 
a couple of other players I think during this generation have done it as well. But the one that sticks out to me is Johan Franzen, um, obviously. And, you know, Tage Thompson, Mike Sullivan said it best today. He's like, he got a question from one of the media members. Um, how, how are you going to win this game? He goes, well, we don't want Tage Thompson to score five goals. That That, that is basically, that, that's it, Mike. <laughs> I mean, and you know what? Thompson, he's he's killed the Penguins over the years. It's almost every time these two teams play, you know, it's Tom, Thompson scores. So the Penguins are going to have to be on a high alert for him. I will say this about him. When he signed that contract over the Aussies, member seven years, was it 50 million? I said it best on my Twitter account. I'm like, seven million for a guy who had one good season, really high shooting percentage. Before that, didn't really show anything about, you know, didn't really show anything about being that kind of player. Tay Thompson said, screw you, Hunter. Screw you, the rest of the people that were dunking on me. I'm going to go out there and not only repeat what I did last season, but do it at a higher level. He has been electric for the Sabres this year. I will gladly eat crow on that. That actually might be one of my biggest old takes exposed tweets right there when it comes to the Tate Johnson contract. He has been everything and so much more for the Sabres. Um, you know, he is priority number one for the Penguins. You know, he is centering that top line right now with Jeff Skinner and Alex Tuck, both players who are also having good years. Second line, Jack Quinn, Dylan Cousins, and then John Jason uh, Peterka. You know, this is... This is, this, is the, this is the thing about the Sabres. You go down their lineup, Casey Middlestad, Tyson Yost, Victor Olofsson, Payne Krebs, Kyle Oposo, Zemkis, Gergensens. <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> excuse me. Their forwards are not bad. I like their top six. Their top line is pretty nice. Outside of that, though, their defense is a bit shaky, and they've gotten horrendous goaltending throughout basically this entire season. They are basically what I was thinking Ottawa was going to be this season. Like the Senators... Good forward group, bad defense, mad goaltending, but they're fun to watch. And that is, I think, that is basically what you can describe the Buffalo Sabres as. They're fun to watch for the first time in probably eight or nine years at this point. They have good young forwards. Their defense outside of Rasmus Dahlin is a little bit shaky um, for my for my liking. I know Owen Power is going to turn into a good player as well, but Dahlin is really showing why he is the number one overall pick. Dahlin, I mean, Owen Power, excuse me. Not there just yet, but he's still you know, relatively young. Um, but the rest of that defensive core, not the greatest. But then the goaltending tandem, which consists of um, Craig Anderson and Uko Pekka Lukanen, you know, not the best. I'm not really sure which goalie the Penguins are going to see on Friday. It'll be one of the two. The Penguins, you know, <clears throat> they'll have the goaltending advantage, I think, in both those games. It's all a matter of, you know, can they get the saves and can they limit Tage Thompson from scoring? You know, Buffalo... Overall, this season, when when you look at the standings, they're not in in playoff contention. They're they're really towards the bottom of the Atlantic. Twelve and thirteen and one, though. It's funny they're only six points out of um, fourth in the division behind the Red Wings. They're only eight points behind the Lightning, but they're also four points from being in last behind the Ottawa Senators. So you know they are towards the bottom of that division. I don't think they're a playoff team just yet. I think they need to make a few more moves to get to that status. But you know. All that matters with them is that is you know they need to show some progress this year and start you know really getting a move on this rebuild because they were rebuilding for so long that didn't work and then they did a rebuild of that rebuild and that's slowly starting to come together because they do have some pieces there from that rebuild that are playing well right now heck you know Tuck and uh, Peyton Krebs they're doing well um, 
from the Eichel trade. Obviously, Tage Thompson, he came in the O'Reilly trade. Other than that, from the O'Reilly trade, no one else is still on the Sabres. Um, Darlene is awesome. He can really move the puck. He's been killing it for my fantasy hockey team um, this season. <clears throat> and <clears throat> excuse me. And Jeff Skinner, you know, he's also you know, he's been having a good year on that top line. He makes a lot of money, but you know, he's still a, a pretty decent sniper. And then Dylan Cousins, um, he's a pretty solid second line center as well. Victor Olafson, good on the power play for them. So for the Penguins, so right now Tage Thompson, that's priority number one. You know, getting traffic in front of their goalies because their goaltenders have not been good this season and you know just winning the special teams battle you know the penalty kills were really good lately i think the power play is really starting to heat up if they're able to do all those things i think the penguins can not only win one of those games against the sabers but i think they can win excuse me i think they can win both of them even though the penguins have not been good um in the second half of back-to-backs they're one in four and one this season on the second half of back-to-backs just not good enough there um, for the Penguins. But that wraps up this small little preview of the back-to-back this week. And coming up in the second segment, we're going to get into some more stats regarding the, this matchup. Um, we basically already previewed it, but you know, I do want to go into just some overall stats from the Penguins' perspective and how they usually play really well um, up in Buffalo. But before I get to that, BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You get all the latest odds and trends for every professional name amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest, easiest way to get your betting fixed. You can head to the website today or to use your mobile device to learn more. That is BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, we're back here on this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter, at Hunter Hodes. You can also follow the show's Twitter, at Eleanor's for Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. Sorry about that. I had to mute myself for that small cough. But I'm um, going into some stats, Penguins related for how they play up in Buffalo. Um, they have played in their last 11 games up at the Key Bank Center. The Penguins, they've won seven of the 11. They've also gotten points in nine of those 11 games. They've also outscored the Sabres 38 to 24, and they're 13 for 28 on the power play. So you know, with the power play really heating up as of late, I think, again, that's going to be a big factor for me when it comes to the Penguins potentially not only winning the game on Friday, but winning the game on Saturday as well. And, of course, I just totally screwed up my stats there and my my email, I just, I I X'd out of it, which is just awesome. You know, that 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 is how it is going right now. But, you know, we are back and everything is good. Um, the Penguins also have points in 16 of their last 18 visits. To Buffalo, dating back to March 30th of 2012, 13 and 2 and 3 record at the Key Bank Center over the last decade. The Penguins are usually very dominant against the Sabres. Last couple of years has been the case. The Sabres have been playing, you know, a lot better <clears throat> against the Penguins. The Sabres actually won uh, two of the three matchups last season. They've obviously won the first one this season, which came during the seven-game losing streak. The Penguins that was probably one of the worst per- the third periods that they played. They were up three to one. Um, well, yeah, they were up three to one. Uh, going into the third period, and then they just allowed five goals and just stopped playing. Um, basically, the Penguins, they have been a lot better on the road as of late, 6-0-1. and oh and one. Uh, So, you know, the, you know, started out some road struggles, but lately they have been playing a lot better. Obviously, Sidney Crosby, you know, he has been electric right now. Thir- um, he's only one of three players in the top 20 in scoring at the age of 30. He ranks First in five-on-five points. He was tied for fifth in overall points with David Pasternak. 
um, just a couple of days ago, you know, he is absolutely killing it um, right now. And, you know, the Penguins, they've also won 10 of their last 14 games, um, 10 and two, 10 and two and two before that, you know, the first 12, they were four and six and two, you know, before November 9th. But since then, um, they basically saved their season um, at this point. You know, that, 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 that's how I see, you know, after that seven game lose streak, they needed to have a stretch like this. If they wanted to get back into the playoff race, they did. And right now, you know, they're feeling the effects of that as they are, you know, tied for third right now and have a tiebreaker of the Andres just because they have a game in hand over them. So those are a few of the stats that I have been looking at um, for um, this game. You know, I'm really excited um, to watch them play against the Sabres. This is, you know, even though it's a young team and it's a rebuilding team, you know, these are games that the Penguins, they have to win just because they're below them in the standings. But, you know, there are no gimme wins in the NHL. I got caution against that. Remember last Friday with the St. Louis Blues, the Penguins went out there, they blitzed them 6-2 to to at PPG. I think this game is going to be a lot closer, and I think the Saturday game is going to be a bit closer as well. In terms of, you know, which goalie I would start for this, um... I think you're probably just because they may want to secure the first win on Friday. I think they're going to go Jari on Friday, DeSmith on Saturday. They could just flip it and go DeSmith on Friday, then maybe just go for the win on Saturday just because um, they'll be at home. But if you're asking me, I think they're going to go Jari on Friday to get the sure result or try to get the, the, the best result they can. And then DeSmith on Saturday, um, even though they'll have some tired legs, but the Sabres will also have some tired legs. So there won't be. Um, and excuses, I think, from both teams, the low both be playing on a back-to-back. And, you know, those home-and-home home series, I think they're fun on back-to-back nights. You know, I think the NHL, when they tried something new a couple of seasons ago, remember with, um, like, the mini-series games like you see in baseball, they played one one night. Two nights later, they played another game against them. That was cool. But I think a back-to-back, it just feels more smooth. I know the hockey isn't as good, but I still think it's – you know, it, it's fun. You know, it, you know, I think that there's going to be some chippiness when it comes to this and, you know, it definitely should be a lot of fun. As for practice notes, um, obviously the big news of the day today was Chris Letang coming back to practice in a regular jersey. So he has been cleared for contact. Now, I don't, do I think he's going to be playing in the next week or something? Probably not. I think they're not going to rush anything. I think he's probably a couple weeks away. If you had to ask me, I think, if you, it's hard because I think Tanger knows when he wants to come back. It's all a matter of, you know, <clears throat> getting the doctor's approval, which, you know, that's the biggest thing right now. Um, if I had to guess, he'll be back by the Winter Classic, which is what, January 2nd against the Boston Ruins. That could be his targeted return day. Could he return sooner? Sure. But, you know, based on what he said today and he was practicing, I, I think it's going to be sooner rather than later in the next two to three weeks that he's going to be back playing. And, you know, Latang, he had a really interesting quote today, uh, courtesy of Taylor Hossey of DK Pittsburgh Sports. He said, stroke is a scary word. I'm lucky that we have the staff that we have. I know that I'm in very good hands. I'm lucky that these things resolve on their own and I can go back to a normal life. Hockey is a big passion for me and it's going to take a lot to drag me out of it. So that right there should, should I think, send a message to everyone out there who is just trying to be medical doctors on Twitter saying like, oh, you know, he should retire and all this stuff, guys. That's not Latang. That's not him. He's he wants to play. He even just said it's going to take a lot more than that to get him out of the game for good. You know, I mean, you know, it's it's his his life. At the end of the day, you know, I can have my own opinion on it. You can have your own opinion on it. You know, Bob in New Jersey can have his own opinion on it. But 
when it comes down to it, Crystal Tang, he wants to play. He's committed to it. And, you know, he knows his body better than anyone. And, you know, I'm going to respect the decision that he makes. I was going to say that if he walked away from the Penguins and obviously staying just because he has so much, you know, he still has more to accomplish, I think. But I would have respected it just because, you know, he wants to live a normal life. He has a wife, he has friends, he has kids, you know, but he thinks he can do all of that while still playing hockey. More to him, and you know the Penguins um, doctor also spoke to the media um, today. Doctor um, uh, Vias, I think is how you pronounce it. He's been with the organization for years now. I think he's been there since I was in high school, um, and he even said his stroke this time was much smaller than it was last time. His symptoms have resolved a lot quicker than they did um, the last time as well. We know what to expect. The data has also evolved in terms of how this whole in his heart is to be treated. He said it is not the sport that create the problem for him. We don't think that playing the sport itself is risky for him. Remember, um, it was you know confirmed way back when we had his first stroke, about almost a decade ago, that he was born with the hole in his heart and that it was revealed that he was going to close on its own. Playing hockey, you know, he's not going to do any more damage to it um, or anything like that. So um, that is what Dr. Vice is saying there. And he also said that he is always surprised as to how well he heals. We don't think this is accelerated in any way. We're taking all the right precautions to make sure he is safe to go out and play. And when that time comes, we will let him go out to playing his sport. So, yeah, he still has hurdles to go. He's going to keep, you know, getting tested. He probably has not been cleared for full, full contact yet, even though he did practice with the team. I'm sure he's on the road trip with them. Maybe he'll take the morning skate on Friday. But, again, I think he's probably two to three weeks at best um, from returning to the lineup. Um I mean, he's not playing this weekend. Um, that's for sure. But the lines that you saw today, um, Ryan Paling is skating on the fourth line in the place of uh, Josh Archibald. I am not sure if he's going to be playing tomorrow. I don't think Mike Sullivan had that big of an update on him during practice, but the lines you'll see for the game against Will Crosby, Raquel, Zucker, Malkin, Rust, McGinn, Carter, Kampanen, Paling, Bluger, Heinen, Pedersen, Petrie, Dumoulin, Ruta, and I'm sure you will see POJ and Chad Ruedel. Um, on the bottom pairing with Latang was rotating there. But I think that's the lineup that you'll see. If Archibald is deemed healthy, I do think you'll see um, Heinen come out, if I had to guess. Um, but maybe it's paling if he's not ready to play. Um, who knows? But, you know, that's the lineup that I think you all should expect to see for um, the Penguins tomorrow. Again, unless Archibald is deemed healthy to play. But, you know, Mike Sullivan didn't really have an update for him. I'm sure he'll have an update after the morning skate uh, tomorrow. Um, I think that actually might do it though for this episode of the Lockdown Penguins podcast. I really appreciate all of you listening. I apologize if this is a bit of a shorter one. Um, <clears throat> it's just, you know, I am really feeling it right now, but I, ha- I had to give you all an episode and I'll have another one for you all on Friday to fully recap the game against the Sabres and then, you know, preview the Saturday one and, and you know, look to see, you know, what mistakes the Penguins can rectify to going into that game, you know, what they did well to make sure they do, you know, even better going into that game, you know, this is going to be a bit of a different episode because, you know, I can just preview that game the next day and just talk about stuff they did versus stuff they didn't do as well and just go over some individual player performances and and anything else um, that really got to my mind as well. So again, thank you all so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Um, I will talk to you all on Friday.